Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Hey, it's Growing in Grace again here at growingingrace.org. I'm Mike along with Joel. Thank you for taking the time to drop in on us. We do appreciate it. Why? I have no idea why we appreciate it. (laughs) Joel, it just seems like the proper thing to say. Uh, Being (laughs) former radio broadcasters, we're just trying to stay professional here. But let's be honest. Why would I appreciate you actually listening when I don't even know you're out there? I mean, let's let's just get right down to the nitty gritty here. Uh, actually, we we do we're thankful that we have the opportunity to to uh, bring something to you that you may have been kept from most of your life, and that's the good mm-hmm. news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You may have had a lot of uh, different doctrines or, or re- religious stuff, uh, church things. But you've missed out on the message of life in him, and he did it all. And, and that's kind of what our podcast is about here. And not only did he do it all, he created you to be everything that you were meant to be, his righteousness, holiness, uh, to, and to be yourself. You're a, a unique individual. And um, so we, our goal here is to help get that message out to you so that you can share it with others, and that would be appreciated. Yeah, definitely. We, we would, I would appreciate that. We would appreciate <laughs> that. And, uh, I, you know, because one of the, it just seems to be that in all of our uh, years of doing this podcast, in all of my years of interacting myself personally online with people or in person, uh, one of the com- one of the biggest comments we get, I suppose, is why haven't I heard this before? You know, it's it's something that people say. And, and and it's right there in the Bible, you know. Cap, you and I were doing a, a class at church every uh, six months. We've been doing this and uh, getting getting a group of people together and and talking about grace in in various ways. And we were talking about this uh, this past Wednesday and and how uh, we had received an email from somebody. I can't remember if we brought this up on the podcast or not, but he'd been in church for thirty plus years. And in all his life in the church, he had never heard the phrase, the finished work of Jesus, and and other things that we talk about. And that led this gentleman to do uh, a search on Google uh, for that term and for other things, and he found our podcast. And it's like, why does the church not talk about this stuff? Because this is the gospel. I mean, we're talking about there are two different covenants. The first covenant is not the gospel, but yet so many people in the church tend to think that you open up your Bible and whatever it says, whether you're in the first covenant or the second covenant, a lot of people don't know the difference. They don't seem to anyway, and we think it's just for us. And so when uh, people hear the things that we're talking about on this podcast, which to me is normal Christianity, it's stuff that people don't hear elsewhere. So that is one reason, again, why we appreciate you tuning in. And of course, uh, like you were saying, sharing it with somebody else too. Well, that's for sure, Joel. I mean, what you just said, a lot of people would be sitting there thinking, okay, I, I get it. There's a lot of denominations out there. They, they don't even teach salvation. So it, it would figure that a lot of people wouldn't hear this like what we talk about on the podcast. But frankly, a lot of the people we're hearing about, like the person you were just referring to, they may be going to 
evangelical churches that actually mm-hmm. teach about salvation and the new birth and, and those kinds of things, but they still aren't hearing about uh, these issues uh, within the gospel about being the righteousness of God, the finished work of Christ, and, mm-hmm. and many other things. But uh, So it, it isn't just limited to certain corners of Christianity. Unfortunately, it, it seems to be a bit of an epidemic. Yeah, it is. It's It's all over the place. <laughs> I mean... On our last podcast, I think uh, we were joking around about you know, you know we're here we're here. Um, unfortunately, all we have is the good news, and and you uh, you said, well, if if someone wants to hear the bad news, I mean, just turn on the radio, <laughs> go to the nearest local church, and we don't mean to put down the church. We're not saying we're better than anybody else either. Uh, we're just saying that all of this stuff, the gospel message. It's right there, the good news. And so many people go to church every week, and they don't hear the good news. Uh, so that's why we want to do this. Yeah, and, and, and again, people are so f- amazed at, at how they haven't heard it before. Not that they haven't heard it, but to now realize it, to see it, to know that it's right there, and then to come to the conclusion, why are churches not teaching this? In fact, even with our own uh, weekly class, at the church uh, that we're doing right now, we, we see the same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, the people are, are you, you can you can sense the frustration, the the perplexity, the the question marks on their face. You know, the like how 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 did this happen? Where did we, how did we get to this place where <clears throat> so much seems to get missed? So where well, we're going to go from here, uh, and in probably in quite a few weeks to come, uh, I don't know what we're going to call this series yet. Probably by the time you're listening, we, we'll have a name to it, but. Uh, we kind of record them first and get to that later. But we're going to focus uh, on some things that are, it's eventually going to lead us into why Jesus taught two covenants. We're not going to get to that quite yet, but we're on our way there. And we're going to try and help people step back, I think, here, Joel. And because sometimes, you know, the, the Bible can seem like an overwhelming thing, and we kind of get caught up walking into a forest. That's kind of what I like to compare the Bible to. It's like a a gigantic forest on this huge mountain, and there's a lot of little trees that surround us. And and, uh, when you're walking around in there among the verses, and that's usually how we memorize Scripture, right? Uh, Even though those reference numbers were added later. Sometimes we get so caught up thinking about a verse of Scripture, and, and we all do it, but we need to be able to take those verses and Put them into proper context. Otherwise, you know, that's how cults get started. That's how people get misled and and fail to understand the gospel is because sometimes we just get focused on, on little verses here and there. And we don't realize that God has put something beautiful together within this written word. Uh, and we're going to hopefully be able to step back from the forest and kind of view that mountain from a distance so that we can see the bigger picture of what's going on here with the Word. Um, And one of the most effective ways to do that is to understand that there were two primary covenants. Yes, God did make some other covenants, primarily in the Old Testament with people, but when it came down to uh, making covenants with Israel, it's pretty much the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. And if we go back, I mentioned uh, the other day in the class, and, and this may throw you for a loop when I say this, but we are going to start at the beginning. Hmm. Yeah. And Joel, in Genesis 2, we, we kind of get an overview of something that God is going to begin to try to communicate to man. Adam and uh, Eve in the garden. There were many trees of which they could eat from. 
And there's two trees that we are going to focus on. There's the tree of life, which would represent Jesus Christ, by the way. Remember, Jesus gave some, some tree illustrations when he was ministering on the earth. Uh, we won't get too much into that, but we do want to focus a little bit here on the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the tree that God told Adam, the one tree that God told Adam to stay away from was that one. Don't eat from that tree. In fact, the Bible says that God commanded him, uh, Genesis 2, 16 and 17, and the Lord God commanded the man, saying, you may surely eat of any tree of the garden, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. So here we have one commandment, one, one, O-N-E, commandment that God gave to man. And we know the result of what happened with that one command. Man failed. He, he believed the lie. But the mm -hmm. interesting thing here isn't just that they disobeyed, which is mostly what I went through much of my Christianity understanding was, okay, they, they disobeyed, they sinned, and there's, there's no disputing that. But there's something more at work here, and that is that the temptation that came from the serpent, it, it was centered around being more like God and eating of the fruit would make them wise. And so they had a desire to be wiser and more like God. Not that much different from us today, right, Joel? Yeah, I mean, it was, it's just like us. And if, if you, you, know, you were reading from Genesis 2 there, and uh, just to back up what you're saying there, uh, in uh, Genesis 3, when the serpent is talking to Eve, it says in uh, chapter 3, verse 6 of Genesis, So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise... She took of its fruit and ate. And so just the same, like us today. It's not so much that they were trying to be disobedient and uh, sinful. They were actually going after wisdom. They uh, thought that there was going to be wisdom found. Even though God had told them in the day that they eat of that tree, they will surely die. They were going after the tree of the knowledge of good and evil because it looked like they would get wisdom from it. And uh, the same thing happens today. Uh, we can compare uh, this tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Uh, we can call that, and we have called it on past podcasts, uh, the law tree. The same thing happened when God gave the law. It gave people the knowledge of good and evil. But just like that first tree, <laughs> just like that tree in, in the garden, even though it looks desirable to make people wise, it can't do it. And in fact, when people try to eat from the law tree, <laughs> they end up dying. Yeah, it's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It's not just the tree of evil. It's the knowledge of good and evil. And so why do we say that this tree represents the law? In Romans 3.20, it is through the works of the law that came through Moses, by the way. The works of the law, no one is justified through those because it is a law that brings about the knowledge, the knowledge of sin. The knowledge of sin came through the law. And that's what occurred here with this tree. And the command to stay away from it was so that man wouldn't die. But man uh, sought to make himself better, perhaps even more acceptable, wiser, more like God, not realizing they were already like God. So you see, this thing with the tree, there was nothing wrong with the tree itself, just like there was nothing wrong with the law, but they did have that in common. So our moral principles and our effort to try to better ourselves are connected to the wrong tree when we uh, work to try to improve ourselves instead of trusting in the, the other tree of life, uh, the, the tree of Jesus Christ. 
because if we're just going to count on our own morality based on our own human perceptions, personal perspectives, or even the surrounding culture, we're in trouble because the, the fruit from the tree of thou shall not, it looks good to the eye, but it shouldn't be confused with the fruit of the Spirit, which is found in a better covenant, which we'll get more into in the weeks ahead. Yeah, we'll get more into that for sure. And, uh, you know, this week, of course, we're talking about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, Adam eating from that, uh, trying to become something that he already was, not realizing that he was. And in the same way, uh, as we've talked about, people do that with the law of Moses. And so next week, we'll talk a little bit more about that, the law of Moses, moving on from Adam to Moses as we uh, lay a foundation for the reason why Jesus himself taught these two different covenants, one that we're not under and one that we are under. Uh, Why did Jesus teach those two covenants? More on that coming up in the next few weeks. But next week, indeed, talking about the law of Moses, the law that God didn't force upon Israel, but they themselves agreed to do all that it said. Of course, they fell flat on their faces when they agreed (laughs) to do all that the law required. Uh, It would be righteousness for them, they said. They chose to trust in themselves and their own ability, but of course, it didn't work. And so we'll talk about that next week, right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.